Hello, I am John. I'm Colin. This is Paul. And this is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I see a good podcast. Cue the theme music. If you like movies directed by people with hard to pronounce last names, then M. Night Shyamalan, The Sixth Sense is the movie that we're going to do today. Does anyone know how to pronounce his last name? Shyamalan is what I've always said. I always say Shyamalan along, but I know that's wrong. What's his first name? Mm Hmm. (laughs) The song by Crash Test Dummies. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so The Sixth Sense. Uh, So this movie follows Dr. Malcolm Crow as he um, is a wonderful child psychologist um, and doesn't touch any of the kids. Thank God. It's not that kind of movie. Um, And he uh, has an intruder in his home one night and has a near-death experience. And then... Rethinks his career and kind of loses his edge uh, and then starts to a few years later treat this small boy named Cole who appears to have similar issues to the boy who actually broke into his house and hurt him and Kenny saved the boy and then we follow the secondary story of Cole the boy as he tries to overcome his pretty weird issues yeah and so if you haven't seen the movie um, stop immediately because like fight club this is another one everybody's where, seen the movie yeah yeah well, we'll if they're see. listening to this they've seen the movie what I, a twist i would hope so but i've talked to people who listen to our podcast and haven't seen the movie so just go watch it and then come back and you're back well how Thanks was that for coming did back. you like it, it was what about, did you think of it was it? pretty good right let's talk about the casting i thought first of all it was a bit of a stretch although successful i don't want to say stretch I thought it was surprising that a guy like Bruce Willis, known for lighter comedic or action roles, was given this heavy, serious, dramatic role. And you know Super, what? It is heavy. He pulled it off he for did. the most part. I and think... that's surprising. A lot of people forget that. Here we are this many years later. What a great job a guy like him did with that role. Yeah, but... it's funny. Um, I kind of forget sometimes all the movies Bruce Willis was in. Um, and I think it's because he does a really, really good job in all of them. Um, but this is one that I completely forget that he kind of starred in. Um, but I think who stole the show in this one was Haley Joel Osment. Um, I think this was his first outing as a as a child actor, and um, the amount of emotion on this kid's face and how he portrays the terror that he feels, I think, is is a show stealer. I think he, he was Forrest Gump Jr. before this movie. He, but oh, yeah. still, you're right. You're right. He did steal this movie. But I mean, he does nothing in that movie. But no, yeah. if if that if that kid if Haley Joel was not as good as he was, this movie would have failed. Miserably, miserably, miserably. Apparently, he came in to the audition and wearing a tie and stuff. And and when the, the director asked him if he knew his lines, he said he read it three times. He's like, "Oh, you read the scene three times," and he was like, "No, I read the script three times." Yeah. So the kid was prepared and just nailed it. They like did immediately gave him the role, and then he like kills it. He was nominated for an Academy Award at whatever age he was. He should have won. Yeah, I don't know who won instead of him. He would have been best supporting, I guess. Um, Whatever it was, he should have won. I would have loved to have known who beat him. This is an interesting film, uh, I guess, structurally, just because it starts out following Malcolm, but then kind of goes over to have Cole as the protagonist through a, a large portion of it. And so this movie, um, to use a metaphor we've used before, there's many onions 
No, there's many layers. <laughs> there's garden? Like an onion. There's, a there's lot many of onions, onions and we make it a stew. <laughs> there's a lot of onion. A stew of a movie. Um, so this movie has a lot of slow reveals. And um, because there is a big twist, and, and since you've just watched it and enjoyed the movie, hopefully, uh, you know what the twist is. So... This movie is kind of a, um, a really exciting one. Not exciting. It's good to go back and watch this a second time to try and get that second perspective. Uh, and that's what all of us did. We watched it again recently, knowing what the twist was, and I think tried to find some holes to poke in it maybe uh, for how people reacted or looked. Um, and yeah. let's just get this out of the way right now. A, Cole sees dead people, and B... Dr. Malcolm dies of his wounds at the end, and he is actually a ghost. At the beginning, the you mean? He yeah. dies at the beginning <clears throat> of the movie. And see, so I had a grudge against this movie because people had ruined it for me. So when I went and saw it, everyone kept saying twist, 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 twist. And they would talk about it so much without saying what it was. So when I saw it in the theater at the end of its run, I, I knew immediately what the twist was when he gets shot and falls on the bed. And so I, I didn't watch this movie again since the theater because I was mad and I actually didn't like the movie. Yeah. But watching it a second time all these years later and never even thinking about the movie again, it's actually very good. Yeah. That it's because it's not just about the twist. The story between the mother and the son is is thoughtful and emotional. The performances even by Tony Collette are so She's good. She's really good in this. Yeah. Yeah. I love the scene in the car. At the end? Where he tells her about it. And yeah. then and the way he, the way they do that so smartly where he makes it personal about her I, mother. You know what? I go into a big rubbery one every time that scene comes on. That is so much impact and so believable between those two people at, you know, at the height of their game. It's hard to believe if you watch Muriel's Wedding that you <laughs> that you realize that, wow, that's the same person. But yeah. that's how good Tony Collette I, is. I got really emotional, like surprisingly in that movie. And there was someone else I was watching with someone else like on the other side of the couch. And so I, I had to like, you know, like pretend that I wasn't getting emotional. <laughs> and it was difficult. But that's the thing that was same with, with Haley Joel. If Tony Collette wasn't as strong as, as she was as an actress, that, that scene also would have failed. And really, I think M. Night owes a lot to, for sure, the whole cast for pulling this off. Because on paper, I think it probably would have... If I was reading that, having never said that, I probably wouldn't have greenlit that movie. I was gonna, Colin, have you read that script? You know what? Actually, I haven't read it. No, not at all, actually. Because I, I, um, I was just doing a little bit of internet looking around, and I guess there was an executive at one of the studios who read the script and immediately bought it for a couple of million and gave M. Night the, um, the okay to direct it. And then that guy lost his job over that. And then they sold it to, I think, Spyglass Studios, who ended up making it for a 10% cut. And I don't know, I, I hope that executive got back somewhere because that was like really good. So I, I always wondered how well the script was written because that'd be a tough one to have on paper um, because usually in, in scripts, you wouldn't hide something like that Bruce Willis, like you might say early on in the script that he's actually dead and, and what you're going for. I don't know. Structurally also, I don't think this movie works on paper either. I would have like thinking about it after watching it, the structure of this movie is very bizarre and somehow it's just, it's fine. So yeah. I think that goes to show that sometimes the rules can be broken and you can make a great movie. The directing in this movie, which I really paid attention to this time because I had only seen it once and didn't get really look at it that much back then. But he he's, he's a really good director, in my yeah. opinion, for like all of the bad that he's made and he's made a lot of bad movies. A lot of terrible shit yeah. since. Yeah. Like surprisingly, the directing was—I was like 
humbled by how good it was actually but that's the problem is he was very talented very gifted and everybody told him he was very talented and gifted and i think part of the failure of his career as it went on is that he thought he was infallible because he yeah. was told repeatedly how gifted he was and you see him lashing out when he writes garbage like lady in the water uh, <laughs> How fucking terrible and misguided I, uh, and off the rails and, he went. And the at. happening, which which I have never seen because every single person who I ever ran into that saw it said, do not watch the happening. I literally have never seen it. Or yeah. S- or signs. signs. Signs had potential because for a lot of that movie, I was like interested in what's happening. And Swing then, away. Yeah. And then you just, you get to the, once the aliens hit and they're like, their weakness is water. Isn't like most of our atmosphere water and aren't humans made of mostly our water? Our whole planet is water. Our whole planet like is yeah. water. 70%. So like, they're like, let's go there. It could have been something else. Yeah. It's like, it's like Superman going to a whole planet made of kryptonite. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to, this is where invade. I'm going to live. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to live here. Like set up shop. Yeah. So open up at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Super Starbucks. Um, so I think in, in Sixth Sense, we don't even find out about Cole's gift until about an hour in. There isn't. It's so funny because everyone calls this movie a horror movie or a scare movie. There isn't a single scare jump directing trick like that. That's until, not true at all. No, he's, wait, he's no, in the tent. No, just wait. Yeah. Till, I, I was going to oh. say till oh. fifth. I, lo- I clocked it because I looked at the time. 55 minutes in is the first time that this movie becomes... A scary movie with a ghost. Actually. Fifty-five well, minutes, and the movie's only about two oh five. So halfway through, you're all it, the movie turns. Yeah, it's to it's, a scary movie, and it's not even that scary. Um, it kind of is, but not in your typical horror sense. So I would say it's it, it ends up being more of a you know it starts out as a drama and then turns into a bit of a thriller. Um, yeah, that's how I would classify. It I if just I had was to surprised put a, also that that worked too because the tone of the movie changes substantially when you get into his story and what he's yeah. seeing and stuff, and and I, you, you get sucked in. And I I, I I really enjoyed it this time. And what did you guys think of the scenes where he goes to uh, where he goes on his first little mission for the ghost and he goes to the funeral of the? I thought all that stuff. I don't know. I thought it, I thought that was all pretty good the way he talks to the family i think i mean it'd be weird if some strange little kid showed up but if you know you might think it's a friend of your daughter's and um um the slow reveal of the wife poisoning the kid like that was a nice little i wasn't expecting that at all no i got gonna poison a kid do it in the kitchen and then bring in the poison meal don't poison the meal in front of the kid yeah and be be really obvious about holding the label to the camera and then make sure you bend down to get your face in frame a little bit of that was overdone i I still really like that but i like i I didn't see it coming right so it's like well what's going on here okay that bitch oh my god he uses music really well in this movie yeah the music is so is really well yeah. done. The other, I mean, some of the stuff with the wife and stuff, I found a little bit ham-fisted. Yeah. yeah. So that actress, I don't know her name. She was in Rushmore. That's right. She was in a bunch of movies I around love, this time, really like and her. then I haven't seen her since. So I don't know if she has gotten out of acting. Um, but that's a big movie for her. Her, her her stuff, I guess, would be the weakest. None of it is particularly. Um, and I don't want to say it's not important because it was important to show her relationship with Malcolm. But I think especially, uh, and it's not her fault, at the end was the one issue I have with this movie when he starts to realize that he's a ghost and then they go back and they replay Haley Joel saying, they see what they want to see. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I get it. And then they do it again and then again. And then it's not until they do the full playback of Bruce, uh, Bruce Willis's character, Malcolm, getting shot. I wish they hadn't had so many of those things in. And then their romantic goodbye 
You can actually have today watching. I feel like an audience is so savvy. You could have had no flashbacks. That's what I would have wanted. You could and have let them, zero let them come to it. A lot of let it them is, come There's to a lot it. of stuff in it that's ham-fisted. And you I'm, could, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. the exposition at the very beginning with the couple was very, very, very heavy-handed. And it yeah. was like that could have been cut in half easily and still got the same amount of information across. Yeah, I think so too. And um, they that, that what actually really worried me when I started the movie and they're sitting by the fire looking at his award. Um, and then they just, you know, it's about a five minute scene of them just to establish that they are in love and he's worked very hard and maybe ignored her a little bit so that you believe it more as things go on that um, she could ignore him or feel like he put his career first. And he, and um, she's feeling a, a little bit. That was a pretty lengthy inscription on that plaque too. Oh Basically my god! Told his whole like, story on yeah. that one little fucking plaque. <laughs> I, this man was born in 1927. <laughs> yeah, you know, we didn't need other than him being a child psychologist. We needed no more information no. than that. And if they are if they're sitting down as a couple enjoying a glass of wine in front of the fire, that's all I need to see to know that they're a solid couple because shitty couples don't do that no. ever. So he yeah. got an award. They're dressed nice. Then get up to the bed, start the hanky panky stuff, and then have crazy. Yeah, guy absolutely. In the there is nothing more you needed to show that they were in love and they were happy together. You didn't need any of that exposition. No. And I also because the Haley Joe Osmond and Tony Collette and the Haley Joe Osmond and Bruce Willis stuff is so good. Yeah, it the scenes between him and her are the least interesting and it's, it has nothing to do with anything other than the the dynamic is just not as the writing strong. is the writing is very ham-fisted well yeah. it's it's yeah it's very cliche that yeah. stuff's very cliche and i don't yeah. think like just getting that little bit as an intro doesn't deter from any of the scenes where bruce is like trying to be with his wife and she's ignoring him um, you don't need the scene in the restaurant where she says happy anniversary. I kind yeah. of like that because it goes to make it, it, it takes, so it, there, those, those kinds of shots are very sneaky. There's that shot in the restaurant. There's a scene where Cole comes home and Bruce Willis is sitting uh, with the mother in the living room. Um, and it just makes you, it, it, it would make, it kind of put it off in your brain that, that Bruce Willis is a ghost, right? It bothered it, me though, because knowing that, that. Tony Collette looked right at Bruce Willis in the scene and basically fucking ruined that. That's kind of it. And then after she goes up and takes Cole's coat, she looks back in the living room before going into yeah. the kitchen. And I, maybe she felt a chill or just like uh. looked that way. It did none of it ruined it. And did she have uh, a foggy breath? No, I didn't see the foggy <laughs> breath, which was a little bit inconsistent, especially for Cole. He should have Very had foggy breath all the time. They try to cover that up with exposition where it's like, it's only when they're angry or, yeah, or but something. But Bruce Williams yeah. isn't angry later, that, though, when he's talking to his wife. He's never angry. Like, yeah. I love you, baby. And she's like, it's like fucking polar chill. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to die of hypothermia. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I, right. The restaurant scene bothers me. And she's like, you know, happy anniversary. Because yeah. I, I think it would have worked better if the waiter would have maybe engaged her in conversation and said, you know, are you, I'm, she could have said, I'm celebrating my anniversary and said it in front of Bruce Willis. It would came across even colder yeah. that she wasn't, couldn't even acknowledge him. Oh, I actually really like that. But the fact that she said happy anniversary under her to breath. him, yeah. it's well, like, oh, come on. What's well, to herself under her breath. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, and she does. Again, heavy handed and no i agree yeah. with you the waiter things actually makes it seem like she's more more angry at him because she's like ignoring him yeah, she's totally. speaking or, to another person or i enjoyed when she's she's watching the, their wedding video and then leaves it running and goes and has a shower yeah it's like you're watching your old wedding do you feel like say oh my god 
I feel so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it plain and then go have a shower because I'm disgusted by this yeah. filth. Yeah, yeah all and, of the, the wife stuff is the worst. Yeah, and she when they're at the dinner too, while he's talking about Cole as a patient or some part when Bruce is talking to her, she does like kind of look up right at him. And I'm like, yeah. if you're sitting there alone, I guess maybe you'd look at the empty chair. And But I don't know. So it's either over the top and you notice it a lot once you know the secret. And when you don't, it's a little bit, and I'm sure that was all intentional, um, just to, <clears throat> to keep hiding the fact from you that, that Bruce is a ghost. So, uh, yeah, I, once I, you know, it's not really they, that bad, though. But they, they made such a big deal out of, you know, they see what they want to see, and he tried to open that door to the basement, and there was a, a table in front of it. Why you put a table in front of a door to the basement, I don't know, but that seemed like a real dramatic moment yeah. that we see that there's a table there, but yet earlier in the show, in the movie... We see him in the basement looking yeah, up doing and she's stuff. having a conversation. So yeah. I was guy. really, the, I, he made such a big deal of pointing that out, but I didn't understand the significance of it. I do, I, I do, don't also know how I feel now talking about this, about the, the guy, the love interest for her. Yeah. That like Bruce Willis is jealous of. I, now I don't know how I feel about that stuff because yeah. I thought it was okay before, but maybe that stuff's a little heavy handed as well. Or Bruce Willis comes home and he's just getting in his car and he's like, hey, and then the guy drives away and he's like, hey, you come back or whatever. I, yeah. I, if I showed up at my wife's place of business and then she's making out with a guy, I'm I'd not going to... smash a window too. Yeah, well, I'm not yeah. going to run away after smashing that window. No. I'm going in there. I'm smashing fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah, she... It does make her... I think that's what the problem is, is be, by her kind of pursuing this relationship so openly while she's living with him, it makes her unlikable. And then, and then after you know the secret... And watch it a second time. It's you have just more not, empathy, and the, the, I guess. But the talk to her while she's sleeping, I, where that came from or how that made any sense to me, it's like... I think Cole, Cole told him that because Cole knew that maybe Grandma visited his mom and he saw that But he had all this wonderful times. insight that he didn't have seconds before that. It's true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, oh, yeah. So then also throughout the movie, the color red is absent except for in scenes where there are ghosts. Yeah, and the doorknob. It's or... it's you know after reading about this movie a bunch and 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 you know seen it once or twice over the years, it it's, I guess it's obvious, but as a when you see it the first time, you I don't know if you'd notice or no. pick up, and your brain wouldn't be like, oh red. And then when I watch it a second time, I'm like, yeah, red. There's a ghost. Red. Okay. And then it just so, doesn't it doesn't yeah. add anything. It doesn't do anything I'm always, for me. I, I always I'm put off by movies that try to tell us how clever they are. Yeah. This is one of those movies that pat it, pats itself on the back for saying how clever it is. Like basically every Christopher Nolan movie or <laughs> usual suspects. Like, look how clever I am. Yeah. While it's happening, you should have known. <laughs> Why didn't you realize that Red was ghosts, idiot? It's like, oh, well, you got to give me a bit more around that. But um, those are kind of minor things. None of it detract from the no. main part of this, which is the story, which is solid. The music is great. I don't have any issues with editing or directing. Directing's fantastic. So like nothing, nothing, there's the, the speed bumps in this movie are actually right at the start with their long exposition to get introduced as characters and then right at the end as it's a little bit ham-fisted to have the flashbacks just so that the audience realizes that Bruce is a ghost. Um, and, you know, they're, they're kind of goodbye and then he closes his eyes and fades to white and then it goes to the... The, the film of them at their wedding. I'm Aww. just like, you could have had yeah. a you could have had a little bit of the flashbacks, but 
just it, it, they would have trimmed that back it would have been okay i i would just wanted to see maybe the end of him getting shot and and dying very quickly from an abdomen wound by the way he kind of like rolls on his side he's like i don't even feel it and then he's dead I, so i'd like to have a, a doctor write into us uh <laughs> comment Shout on our instagram wrong. um come on doc we're at, what are we at hold up there. podcast there's got to be a physician hold up listening podcast. to hold, yeah. hold up yeah <clears throat> um, just email john his personal email yeah, it's X, 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 X. Um, but, but other than that, everything in the middle, the, the slow burn, the reveals, um, the acting, everything is great. I love that you don't find out exactly what's up with Cole uh, for quite a ways in. Then when you do, we get into his little side story to get it completed. Although, even though he knows that now he has the ability to help these ghosts, uh, I'm guessing there's so many ghosts that that's just going to be his focus for the rest of his life. He's still never going to be a normal boy. He's still going to see dead people all the time, and it's going to be slightly terrifying. But I no, but I also feel very there's a very sat, there's a satisfying end to his his story because you feel like now that he understands it, that he's going to either be able to do something with it or he's going to be able to to deal make, with make it. peace with it well not be way. afraid True. anymore right. that's what he said he wanted from malcolm he's like i don't want to be afraid. afraid but there was some inconsistencies with his reaction to the ghost in the first place because it was like because at first i thought well obviously every single one of them scare the fuck out of him yeah but that wasn't the case apparently grandma is his buddy yeah and, and that uh, was weird and when he was in reveal. school and he's relieving or uh, revealing trivia about his teacher it's like well wouldn't you have been scared by whoever fucking told you that stuff? It's like, hey, by the way, your teacher over there uh, has a stutter and used to pee his pants. And, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's like, oh, okay. Like, just pull little Haley Joel aside and give him some, some background on, hey, here's some history of the school you're attending. Yeah, yeah. And why was grandma, no, not, it wasn't grandma. Why was the lady that was murdered in his home, why was she opening all the cabinet drawers? Yeah, I don't know what she was looking for. And then the boy who had the back of his head blown up by dad's gun, did did he die in that apartment as well? Or will Because like then the little girl is being poisoning. So they're seeking him out somehow. Yeah, because she came from a long distance. Yeah, she came from poisoned. a way to see me. But like, how do they know? And this isn't obviously an, um, um, a unique thing because um, Dr. Malcolm's earlier patient, as we hear on the tape recorder... Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah, Donnie. Is that Donnie Wahlberg? It is, it is Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg. No, it's he not. Lost, yeah. He lost 50 pounds for that or something. Fuck he, off. It yeah. is. Oh, my God. Donnie Wahlberg doing his Mick Foley as Mankind impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, oh, my God. That's crazy. No, He's uh, good. That's a good... His scene is good. Undertaker. I'm going to face you in hell in the cell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I have a question, too, too so. that you guys need to answer for me because I, I, I've never looked it up or anything. But does Haley Joe Osmond know he's a ghost, Bruce Willis? Or yes. does he think he's there's a therapist? Some, there's some disagreement about that. I think he does know he's a ghost. I think he absolutely does. Because he treats him with like a weirdness. And then but just Haley to Joe Osmond this, never told Bruce Willis that though. So no, what, I don't think he tells any of them that they're ghosts. He tells them like in the middle of the movie, I see dead people, but never says, and you're a dead person. Yeah, like you fucker. Yeah. But I think, I what think are you it's doing because, in my hospital room, ghost? I think yeah. it's because most of the ghosts that visit him are, are angry and um, scared and afraid. And Bruce Willis's ghost is more confident and, um, you know, still sad. I think that, that Haley Joel Osment's, or that Cole knows that he's a sad ghost, but he, I, I think anyway, that he definitely knows he's a ghost. And there's one scene later on um, after he tells him uh, about his secret in the in the hospital bed, 
he says, um, are you going to, are you going to stay with me tonight? And Bruce Willis says, of course. And then Cole rolls over and I'm like, does he want him to, or does he want him to go the fuck away? Cause he's a creepy ghost. No, he asked, can you stay here until I fall asleep? I think, I think says, he words course. it I think he words it in a way like will you stay with me until I fall asleep. Yeah. Like but that's just asking the question like will you be here? Oh shit, you're because, gonna fuck you're a creepy ghost. I and actually I don't, want don't think you would ever be able to talk to a ghost that much and never bring up the fact that they're a ghost. That's gonna come up in a conversation. You would think, eh? So I think Especially he, if someone has a gaping like gunshot wound in their head. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, do you wanna like put a band-aid or well, something? Well, I also it? have to assume that we see some of the most of the movie from Malcolm's perspective. Right. Um, so he's the ghost. He sees what he wants to see. And then at other parts of the movie, we see it from Cole's perspective. So oh, he's seeing the ghost. And so, Bruce Willis on the stairs lifts his jacket and his back is covered in blood. So I think that's what Cole would see. Yeah. Although they don't ever make that clear. But the I think kid would see you'd that see blood. some blood on the front and then you'd see he his sees back everybody blood. else's where did, wounds. Where did Malcolm get that folder, that file yeah, and on Haley Joel? Keeping Who wrote notes? that for him? And so the, as, again, with the going into the, <laughs> the basement, ghost file. right? He tried to be getting into the basement and the door would be locked. He searches for his keys and then it cuts to him being in the basement. So I don't know how the ghosts experience it because he just fast forward down there and where is he keeping notes and he's getting in all his old files and stuff like that. So Oh, he was listening to the tape recorders? Yeah, yeah there's some inconsistency that, with that seeing what they want to see. He found what was wrong with Cole and he was circling the textbook. Yeah. And Who looks things up and then go, oh, that's what it is, and then circle so yeah, in, the, in so a book. You don't so, circle in a book. That so ruins so the in the basement, like if his wife was to come down, she'd see the book open and a pen just floating in midair, circling. Is that? I'm, I that's don't know. my question. Great I don't question. Know. And he can break windows, and the the ghosts can hurt Cole. Yeah. So they, there is some kind of link up. to reality. Yeah. Um, there are some inconsistencies. I yeah. never thought of any of these. Hmm. But uh, you know, I only think about this on you know. It's funny when we're going back to watch these movies, I think you guys are the same. I'm I'm looking at them more critically while trying to keep a hold of my memories and, and the good experiences that I've had. It's also easier because you're not trying to keep up with the story. We've talked about movies like Inception where you're like, oh, I really liked it. And then you watch it again, you're like, oh, it's really bad. Oh, we should have to maybe do that one later. But yeah. But so I think that's what it is, is you, you almost, you're more open now to to looking at the movie more subjectively than just trying to see it with your fresh eyes. Yeah. I always find a second watch will let me know if a movie is good. Yeah. And I think Sixth Deadpool Sense... Deadpool 2 is yeah. great the I, second time. I think... Yeah, seriously. <laughs> There's a pitch for Deadpool 2. So I think with Sixth Sense, similar to Fight Club, you got to watch it once to get the experience. Then you have to watch it again to see it from the twist size. And then I think you'd need a third time to like really get critical about so it. So it's a great second so watch. So then, movie. okay, you've obviously both seen it more than twice. Does it hold up? Yes. I think I was really surprised. I did not think it was going to because I knew about it. I'm like, it's just going to be really obvious this time. I hadn't seen it in years. And I remember how uh, shocked everybody was by it. And usually movies that are so... Uh, embraced by the masses when they're of this genre um, would have something silly about them that that hook people mm, in. Right. Um, but um, you know, I put all that stuff behind me and watched it. And uh, even my girlfriend who watched it with me, she's not a fan of horror slash thriller movies. She really enjoyed it as well, which is a big sign for me um, that it's a well written, well executed movie, um, and it hits all the parts right. And yeah, there's a couple of little things you could have done to make it better, but it doesn't ruin the experience. It's not that long. 
Um, and it's it's good. It's really good to see Haley Joel Osment steal the show. He's so good. And, and Tony Collette is a close second. And Bruce Willis just does a good job with yep. his character. So, He's yeah. Solid. H- uh, hold up. Okay. I, I, went, I went into the movie also with very low expectations. Not have liking it. Liked it the first time. But it was ruined for you because people kept telling Wouldn't you there would be a up. twist and yeah. you were looking for and it. What, but there's what, so many people out there. It's like, I figured out Sixth Sense in the opening credits that... It's like no, yeah. you didn't. No, yeah. Fuck off. And I yeah. didn't want. And I didn't want to win it. And so, like, be- because people did that for me and ruined the experience, I, I had an irrational um, hatred for this movie, and I never watched it again. It was, and it was, had nothing to do with the actual movie. So then, going back and seeing it, almost how many years later? I don't even know. Yeah, doesn't but matter. ten years but anyway. At yeah. least ten years. It's it's very it's a very well crafted, well written, amazingly acted movie there is nothing wrong with this movie like that that would that would make it age like so badly that you wouldn't want to watch it again i Hmm. i I would watch it now again um just just because i would i used to think this was a great 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 movie and now i have to say i think it's just a good movie i think a lot of the uh a lot of the writing was pretty heavy-handed and ham-fisted and the there's horrible exposition off the top does it ruin the movie no it doesn't. I think I have to give the guy some credit that he was a first-time filmmaker, and this is what he came up with, which is pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'd say it does still hold up. Yeah, if this is my first movie, I'd be pretty proud of that. Yeah, it's yeah. too bad you didn't have a second. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. I, I I like other ones, yeah. but not most of them. No. I feel like he's done more, and maybe Paul's right. This movie was too successful for his first movie. And then he may have got a big head and started not listening to other people's opinions or not even asking for them, perhaps, no. thinking that he knew what he was doing because of the, the critical yeah. acclaim and made a lot of bad movies, bad scripts. Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water, The Happening. There's another one where there's Wayward airplanes Pines. flying over the, the people who live in the outback. Oh, yeah. And you think it's like the olden days, but then you see an airplane fly it doesn't matter. He's made a lot of bad movies yeah. since this, but this is definitely a, all based on the twist. A gem. This is a gem. Yeah. yeah, he's a twist guy. That was the other problem with his writing is then it became about him making movies that had these twists, and then they became about those. But the best twist is when you don't know what's even coming. Yeah. If you go into a movie with some asshole that all he does is do twists, you're looking for you're it, and you wrecked. It. The experience is already fucking tarnished. Yeah. So you got to do a couple with no twists. Exactly. Yeah. He's like a one a one trick pony. Then. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. That is what happened to this guy's career. Yeah. But maybe he's coming back a little bit now. And if you have seen Six Sense and liked it before, I would definitely recommend. Yeah. Watching rewatch again. for sure. For Absolutely. Sure. Watch again. All right. That's it for Six Sense. Go watch it. It's a good one. Everybody have an all right day and don't see ghosts. We love you. We love you too. Bye bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Did you know you can find us on Instagram at holdup underscore podcast? You can listen to us on YouTube, and our channel there is holdup, which is two words. Our podcast is available on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Player FM Radio. Special shout out to one of our YouTube friends, Instant Waffles. He's got some great quirky videos on YouTube, and his channel is Instant Waffles. You can also follow him on Instagram at instant underscore waffles underscore YT. And finally, a shout out to one of our fellow podcasters, Rashad Sadiq. He's got a daily podcast with some hardcore hip hop. It's a really great show. Follow him on Instagram at Rashad Radio or listen to his podcast every day at anchor.fm slash Rashad Radio. Perfect.